But like the the question is like when would you say it's like socially acceptable for you to 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 use swear words in front of your parents? Like I, I picture you right now. You still Ooh. don't use swear words. No, I, I, I can't. No. <laughs> You're fucking thirty five years old, thirty six, whatever no. the fuck you are. You got gray pubes, and you can you can't use swear words in front of your. I just parents. saw a gray pube actually the other day. Say, yeah. welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. What a fucking journey it's been getting to this episode of the podcast. This is episode 239. We are going to be doing our top five movies of 2020. So not only did we have an absolute shit year, just like everybody else, it just it just comes with the territory. 2020 will forever be synonymous in our generation as just the worst piece of shit that's ever happened to any of us. But even in recording this episode, the the laptop decided to take a shit. The the Patreon episode that we recorded before this decided to fucking take a shit. Everything has just gone wrong, and it's the best way to send off 2020 is just by getting fucked in the ass one more time. <laughs> I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I swear, I've been pushing cum so bubble, like 2020 cum bubbles out of my ass for yeah, the past for the true. past 12 months, essentially. 2020 started off so good for me, too. Well, I guess it was 20. It for me, too. It was like 2019, right? Because like Very I, much so. I, I did Disney World with my family and my daughter. I got to see her eyes light up and all the fucking Disney magic, and... We, we got home, you know, it, it gets into early 2020, we're still riding kind of like that high, and then like March hit, and it's just like, everybody go to fucking side. Get your ass back in my house. <laughs> like, there was good shit happening for our show. Yeah, a fun two-week hiatus, and then all of a sudden it turned into a full year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, so we were like, I mean, we, we had some shit in the works for the show, we were going to be, we were going to start doing stuff yes. in person on a camera, that got shot Lots the fucking hell. things. We were going to yeah. start doing live shows at a new brewery, and we were going to be allowed to serve our movie cocktails, show movies, do original cocktails for them, for their, for their brunch hour on Sundays. Obviously, the bar was not allowed to have people indoors anymore. They were no longer allowed to to really have us serve drinks. Everything had to be completely produced by the bar itself. So like that all got shot to hell. And like all that growth that I wanted to do, it, it just turned to shrinkage real fucking quick. <laughs> But it's like it's not over yet either. Yeah. Like we're rolling into 2021, still feeling the faint sting of 2020, hoping that we can crawl ourselves out of this hole. And it just seems like we could see light at the end of the tunnel, oh, but know. like we're still crawling. Like we're it's, still crawling. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, we're 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 slowly getting up to like you know a semi chub. Yeah. You know, waiting for that Viagra to get come through the mail, and it just hasn't come and arrived. Oh, yet. you got to use blue pill. <laughs> Viagra, Viagra, you got to get a prescription for. Blue pill, that's all over the counter. You can order that. Oh, right blue pill. I never heard yeah, of that one. You got to get blue pill. How have I not heard of that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old, Dave. <laughs> you are getting old. You, got, you found your first gray pube in the, in the uh, past few days. You're just, you're just getting old. Finding them everywhere now. You're finding them everywhere. Yeah, I'm finally <laughs> starting to get them in my beard and on the side of my head. But like, Oh, well, I've had that. 
gosh, since I was 28 years old, I think <laughs> the pubes the, the pubes are still are still an auburn like chestnut color. They're still good, still Ooh. good. Looks like a young man's cock. Sounds especially, lovely, especially when I trim it back. But <laughs> it's the only good part. For you. It's the only part of myself that looks good when I'm naked. Is is is, is that area? Because I take care. See, of it. marriage is keeping you young. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the baby is what the baby gonna, will not. The baby is what's going to. The gray hair age. will be coming soon. <laughs> so in 2021, coming up, like yeah, uh, I don't know whether we're going to take a hiatus. A lot of shits up in the air, but. Lauren, it, we are just weeks away, probably two or three weeks away from having a baby. So yeah, well, luckily the studio has a private entrance for me, an exit for me as well, so I can yeah, because like for the first hide and stay away from until Lauren the, ba- and the baby <laughs> until the baby gets its uh, vaccines, you got to stay away. You're not, yeah. you're not allowed in the house proper. So this will be this will be your home. Yep. get used to it. Love it. I will because <laughs> this is this is where you'll be. I'm gonna get a little mini cooler in here. I'm gonna go pee outside the door. <laughs> but obviously, you know, 2020s affected movies as well. So oh, many of the movies that were on our top five movies that we were looking forward to in 2020 are most of those movies have been pushed to 2021. Absolutely. So I feel it's kind of redundant for me and you next week to do our most anticipated movies. No, of it's 2021. not worth it. I don't think it's worth it. It's literally the it's, same. It's li- just not. It's practically the same it's list. Too as, much as 2020s. <laughs> It's the same list. It's two years worth of movies we're going to talk about. It's just uh, not worth it. My number one's still the same. I'm more actually interested in maybe talking about, I know we're more of a movie guys, but talking about TV shows, because there's been strong TV this year. It is. Thankfully. Well, speaking of which, let's get ourselves into what are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channel. Oh, he's watching. No, no, no. Go past this. Past this part. Never play this again. So speaking of strong TV shows, I feel like 2020 and 2021 or 2020 kind of ended strong on like the TV note. Like you and I already talked about, like we love Ted Laszlo. Um, and, and there's been a slew of TV shows that came out this year that were extremely popular. But one of the biggest shows that I had been waiting for to come back came back the week of Christmas uh, over on Amazon Prime. And the History Channel, and it's Vikings. So me and Lauren sat down. We binged the final 10 episodes of Vikings. I'm going to be honest. I was a little bit let down. Ooh. I was kind of let down by the end, man. I I, I really... I, it's I the third season? It's... <laughs> Stuff. Oh, it's been out for a while. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Okay, okay. It's, I think the show's been on for like ten years, but it has Damn. I want to say six or seven seasons. They take long hiatuses between, like Game, Still, of, though. like Game of Thrones. It's a period sure. piece. There's a lot of extras. They got to get into battle and scenes. It's funny because I only heard about it this year. Wow. Yeah. It's 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 a. I will From you and John. I will say like the the show is is great. The journey is fantastic. You fall in love with a lot of the characters. There will be a period of change. I won't say why or how. But there will be like a period of change where we start following different characters and then getting here to the end. Now that we're here at, at, you know, at, at the end of Vikings, I don't think a show of this epic proportion was a prepared for the fandom that would follow it through it now being available, all of it on streaming. And I also feel that they were prepared for, I think they just wanted to end it on a realistic place and a hundred percent ends on a very realistic place. But does it end on an emotionally gratifying place? It doesn't feel like a last episode. 
It feels like right. the final episode of a season, maybe, but not the last episode of a series. Now, there is a sister series that will be coming out, a spinoff series called Valhalla, which will be on Netflix. So maybe they're going to pick up where this left off there. I don't know much about that show or when that show is coming out hmm. or anything like that. But there is another show coming, and, it, and it's going to be called Valhalla. So maybe this is more or less like a to-be-continued ending. But I wasn't thrilled with it. Hmm. I felt like there was, I think when, when you watch a show, especially for as long as me and Lauren have watched Vikings or things like Game of Thrones, um, you want almost like an emotional payoff for all your characters. You want kind of like a gratifying ending and like 2020. We know how hard that it is though. Yeah. There was no gratifying ending to it. It just kind of like ended and you were left sitting there like going, eh, okay, is that it? Were you more satisfied with Game of Thrones? No, no, I'd be more satisfied with this because like at least some of the characters ended in a place where I'm like, that's that's fucking cool. That's legendary. Okay, and there's a few other characters where you're like, okay, I mean, I I guess he had to go sometime. (laughs) I guess they had to end that story somehow. And here they did it. Now they did it. There there is a little bit of like that full circle feeling with one or two of the characters. But in the end, you're just like, okay, what a ride. What a ride. What a ride. That show is best in its first four seasons, is is what it comes down to. You'll you'll continue to watching it because you fall in love with it in those first four seasons. But there's a very good chance I'm probably not going to get into it. I did see the first episode and I thought it was okay. I was like, I could keep going, but nothing. The acting's fantastic in it. I I see that the world is fantastic. You fall in love with with Ragnar Lothbrok. I you know it's just one of those things where I'm like I I just. And especially now, knowing that the series ended with not so much a whimper, but just a, eh, you know, it's okay. It doesn't incite me even more the to get into it. The first half of this season ends on a place where you're like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> yes! By Odin's beard! Yes! And then what happens is this: the, the second half of this season starts, and where we were left at the end of the last uh, half of this season is resolved in the first episode. And you're like, uh, okay, where are we going from here? And they're like, oh, we're going to start a whole new adventure. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Do we have time for that? No, we didn't have time for that. Hmm. No. We should have probably dragged out where we left the last season off a little bit longer and just given us more of a, because that was the emotional payoff. Was like yeah, the, it was like the, the writers kind of dropped the ball at the end bit, there. A little bit, a little bit. But anyway, Vikings is streaming on Amazon Prime. If you got it, I believe it's also available on HistoryChannel.com. Um, I, I'm not sure. That's not where I watch it. I watch it on Amazon Prime, so it's definitely there. And I am suggesting that Jay watches it. Oh, okay. Interesting. So what else did you get down to watching this week? Uh, well, TV-wise, I'll say that I finally got into Cobra Kai. Um, Fuck it, Starting eh? season two now. I binged season one in one night. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Way more than I expected to. Me and Lauren have- Very impressive writing. I told you. I was like, I think they deserve an Emmy for this writing because the nuance of, you know- you know, massaging the, the the nostalgic factor of the original movie, but also bringing into the modern world and, you know, playing on the tropes of, you know, what's politically correct and what's not and, you know, old school to new school, like all kinds of different things. This show has done a fantastic job of balancing its... It, it's reverence for 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 the nostalgia and stuff like that for the sure. originals, um, but also like giving you a fine layer of cheese. And with each season, it gets cheesier. But instead of like like a grown cheesy, it just more it, it just gets more of like a 
it just gets a little stankier. <laughs> but like that's what makes it better you know what i mean like the cheese like it, 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 it like a nice aged cheese it, it, with a nice fine wine it's 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 a it's <laughs> it a good getting better it's better. a good brie you know what i'm yeah, saying it's a yeah. it's some delicious aged sharp cheddar cheese <laughs> it's nice as it gets going but me, me and lauren just finished season three which just came out on netflix on january 1st they actually jumped it up it was supposed to come out in mid-january and then they're like yeah you know what we're gonna put it out january 1st why because we all need to forget 2020 Sure. With a little bit of something that is just shut your brain off and have a fantastic time with it. And I want to say, like, emotionally, season three has the most, I would say, retrospective reverence for the original for the original Karate Kid trilogy. Like, mm. so much of season one and two gets into obviously Johnny Lawrence and and uh, more of the setup of the right. whole story and what's going on with the rivalry right and, and Danny and it, it, a lot yeah. of it plays off of the nostalgia of karate kid the first one this one gets into season three gets into a little bit of like karate kid two and they even kind of briefly mention karate kid three which is almost like a tease for what's going to be coming in season four which apparently is already in production already underway yeah. and may even release before the end of 2021 so i'm kind of excited so but i i'm loving this show this show seems to get better and better as it goes along and i just absolutely fall in love with it i'm not going to put it as like my series of the year but like yeah oh, sure it's it's up there you know yeah this this is definitely something for uh right. for us and, and now and that for it's, fans of the movie i think original. before like when it was on youtube premium or youtube red and stuff like that and yeah, i actually I was got red. i actually got youtube red just to watch this show right. and i found nothing else that i liked on there now that youtube red has fault has folded and they're not really doing anything with it netflix was able to swoop in pick this up and i think it's a huge get for them oh big time Big time. And I, Word of mouth has been fantastic, yeah. obviously. So it's now available for everybody to check out. And if you have it, if you've slept on on Cobra Kai, like at me, all, I yeah. did. I and did. You're even like a cursory fan. Like you've enjoyed some of Karate Kid. You got to go check it out. You'll I, like it. I keep wondering when is Hillary Swank showing up? Because <laughs> she was the next Karate Kid. I, you know. You just never know with this show. Look, because I think it has such a, it, it, you know, it, it has such a powerful it does. Uh, following, and the quality is there, and it's made very cheap. Look, so when you can do whatever you want with this, I won't say where or when, but when Elizabeth Shue showed up, I was like, oh, you can get anybody. That's a little bit of a spoiler, by the way. You can get. I, mean, any- I know she does. You but can get anybody. Season three. You, you you can get people in this. If you called up Hillary Swank right now and you're like, Hillary's not doing shit lately. So yeah, yeah she could definitely. Pop she up. just did. She, and she's and she's in bed with Netflix because she's done a few of those Netflix original yeah, movies I, too. I did not want to watch them though. So uh, Mama, I think it was one or Mom. Mom was that it? Mm, something like that. She yeah, did like a space thing as raised well. by a robot. Yeah, and she just did the something. one where they go to Mars and yeah. stuff like that. I liked that one because I like space travel. So I'm a big NASA nerd. No. But uh, but you can get Hillary Swank for this 100%. And I think given where we left season three and Chris making a phone call to a mysterious person, we don't know who it is, but he's calling someone. And I think that Danny may give a call to somebody else. 
Hillary Swank and bring her in another Miyagi student. I I think it's fitting. It would, and I really think that so, I think she would do so, it. Yeah. I do think and she it's would so do cheesy, it. and it's so fucking cheesy. Like you could just you would just go with it. Like I, oh, you would have so much fun making it, dude. I geeked out over, uh, uh, and again, like I've done with every single season of Cobra Kai. I finished Cobra Kai, and then I watched Karate Kid one, two, and three. <laughs> So, <laughs> you are a maniac. I, know. I fucking love it. I fucking love it, dude. They brought back the drum this season, like from from Karate Kid Two. Oh, okay. They beat the All drum. Right. I was oh, waiting for that. Oh, yeah. It's so good. All right. Yeah, they get into it. Ah, oh, fucking love it. If you're not watching Cobra Kai, just fuck you. Gotta you. Do, it. do yourself. <laughs> fuck a you. No, it's 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 good. It's good fun. All right, Jay. Did you get down to watching anything else this week? Yeah, I watched a bunch of other movies. Um, you know, a couple of things that I will be talking about within their top five and honorable mentions, and I'll save those movies for then. Um, Midnight Sky, the George Clooney flick on Netflix that came out. Seen it. Seen it as well, and it's it fine. is so middle of the road. Yeah, if I had to give it a score, C plus. I gave it a C. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's just oh my god, it's fine. It's a lot of pretty shots here and there, and the good the, idea, the good space, idea, the space stuff is interesting. The execution just it, it, such a whimper, man. It just didn't really work. Yeah, it 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 was it was fine. It was fine. I love George Clooney. You know, I know like, I have a soft spot for him. I do. I and love George Clooney. He tried. He, he did try to do. There's a, a scene that got me epic. him him and the little girl flicking peas back and forth like yeah, when he first charming. got her to crack and stuff. Sure. There's a lot of charming moments with this grizzled old man and this and this young girl and stuff and surviving the, the like the cold of Antarctic and everything like that. But still as far as like the story went, I was just like, "Eh, you gave me a hook in the beginning. You give me a dying man and you give the dying man a mission." And I'm like, "Of course I'm going to root for the dying man." But at the same time, I have to really care about his journey and throughout Midnight Sky, I really, I really didn't. I'm rooting for him to succeed. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but like, I, I don't know. I, I love, I love like these deep sci-fi things, and I think that this movie would have done better by going deeper into. Like, it wasn't that deep. That's the it problem. Wa- it, it wasn't. It, it wanted to be, and then just never went that far. It didn't get it, and I don't know why. I, it's I, fine. I, you know, it just didn't quite deliver on what it should have done. It's fine. So, I think it's better that it came to Netflix instead of getting its theater release because this yeah, would have been a would've fucking been a big dud. Would have been a dud. Yep, I agree. And it's definitely not an awards player either, So, which it initially set out to be because of the pedigree of George Clooney and being released in around the holiday time. They thought it was going to be something that it's just not. Um, and then finally, I want to quickly just talk about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. This is the this is an awards player for acting purposes. I love this name because like if this was an indie corner, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. <laughs> like, are you sure it's not Ma Rainey's Black Box? No, no, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It doesn't matter. I could have fun with both <laughs> on indie corner. That's for sure. Yeah. So this is uh, based on a play, and uh, apparently Denzel Washington bought up the rights of all of August Wilson plays. So he's going to be slowly developing all of these things into film he did previously with fences he, he's which big so wait, awards player he's the new tyler perry but with class yes yeah i like it so viola davis plays ma rainey and she does a fantastic job with this along with chadwick boseman playing his final role as levy along with a great ensemble cast of supporting players playing jazz musicians in the I 1920s was, i was listening to an interview with viola davis recently while she was doing this movie she sure. said it was it was interesting because she had to put on weight mm-hmm. to, yeah, be, yeah. to be to oh, be ma rainey but then she immediately had to get into shape to be amanda waller which was like weird because like if you know amanda waller from the comic books you know amanda waller from from the uh from, from the dc animated universe she's a big lady oh wait was she a great big fat person 
but in the new 52 of the comic books she's more svelte she's more like in shape and stuff like that and i guess that's what they're going for viola davis so like she had to go from playing ma rainey who is uh, you know i'm not going to call her you know fat but i'm going to say she was she was a full-bodied woman she was and then she had to go and lose weight and get in shape to go film James Gunn's that's the, It's got to be squad. hard for her, you know, her, you know, as, at that age and everything like that. She's not obviously used to doing something like that, yo-yoing back and forth. If for Hugh weight. Jackman could do it for three Wolverine movies well, and a handful of X-Men movies, she can do it, too. And she did it, and she did it fantastically. I, I, I give so. her a lot of credit, and she did a great job. Um, Don't bring age and sex into this, Jay. I'm not. 2021, you're going to be a new man. Age, yes. I wasn't bringing up sex. That was you. <laughs> 2021, you're woke, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I try. I like to think I am. I try to be. I'm obviously not. <laughs> and uh, but obviously, um, uh, I got to mention Chadwick Boseman was superb, and all of his awards recognition for this film is warranted and it's not just because he passed away and i'm being serious about that it is really fantastic he delivers two mind-boggling monologues that are absolutely brilliant and that's one of my downfalls of this film even though it is a play translated into a film it does feel like a play well we said <laughs> we said the same thing about fences which we both loved but we said the same thing about fences where and there are things, there are films out like that, you know, like I remember Closer, you know, very much like a play um, that I love as well. But like this, and I did love it because jazz music, right. it does touch on a lot of current event issues. And Glenn Gary, like Glenn Ross. It's well, very emotional. Felt, but felt like a play, which it was. It was a play. I really was going for this film. I really, really was digging it until the end. The end. There is this ending that. I could not get behind or understand or go with. It was so off the beaten path and shocking. It did not fit whatsoever. And this movie had me singing for, I mean, ultimately I'm still giving this a B plus. It's a very good flick. Mm -hmm. It's worth your watch. But the ending, like a movie I'll talk about later on, it did not work for me at all. And I, and it, it just detracted a lot for me uh, as my impressions overall within the film. All right. Definitely still worth the watch. I haven't checked it out yet, but I certainly, I, I certainly, it is on my list of like things to check out. Yeah, um, Netflix. I definitely knew that it wasn't going to be like my, all my top five. So it was like one of those things where it's like, I'm going to push that to the side for a little while. It's an enjoyable watch. It's yeah. quick. You know, it's, 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 it's a quick watch. And then my final thing that I watched this week, I know you tried to show your mom this and I want you to, I want you to tell a little bit about it because I know like last week when you were over here, I'm not sure if I talked about it on the show, but Lauren and I had watched the pilot episode of The Flight Attendant starring Katie Cuckoo, uh, Kaylee Cuckoo, and you you were like, oh, that, that sounds intriguing. I think that's something that's right up my mom's alley and stuff yeah. like that. You watched the first episode with your mom. I did not watch it. Okay. Well, she watched it. Okay. Yes. And she... <laughs> I report. I, I was like, "Mom, so what'd you think?" A little bit of gore, a lot of sex, a lot of lot of cursing, a lot of drinking, a lot of fucking. Lot oh, really? Of, Is there? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I, I was upfront with you about that, and you said, "But it still sounds intriguting. Something my mom would be." I, yeah, into. but I, I, for some odd reason, I still felt like it was kind of like a. Uh, like a soapy type of show or it was not okay this, so this that not, makes a lot more sense yeah. now why my mom could not get through episode fucking one she got so neurotic and so anxious she had to turn it off as much as she was like into it and, oh, and it was enjoying it i guess um her ner- she's a hallmark channel person she's like a, a sitcom watching girl she can't handle shit 
like this and 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 or, or stuff like that we normally watch you know she can't handle it emotionally and she had to turn it off she was so i don't think she it, can so handle invested it. so i don't think you're ready for this out. jelly she i don't think you're ready off. for this jelly i don't think you're ready for this she was but my not. body too bootylicious for you babe <laughs> <laughs> way uh, too much for her so i i have me actually want to watch it now <laughs> i loved it like I, I i i really enjoyed it i had a lot of fun you know i spent so many years watching uh kaylee cuckoo on on, on uh, Big Bang Theory, and dude, obviously she's a serviceable, you know, sitcom actor. And I don't want to take away from sitcom actors and say like it's it's like a lesser form of acting or anything like that. But I feel like in the right setting, different. A lot of actors can be pretty successful with the right writing and the right the right punchlines and a laugh track behind you. You could do sitcoms pretty well. But in, in this, like she 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 had to act and she had to act the shit out of this. And I thought she was fantastic at it. I loved the character. I loved I loved the inner turmoil that she was dealing with. I loved the mystery that was behind it uh i thought that it, it balanced its humor and it's uh you know it, it's it's dramatic subject matter really really well i thought it did intrigue really well it did mystery really well it's a ton of fun it's available on hbo max so if you have it and you haven't watched it it's 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 good and i'll, I'll give it a try and it has like literally one of my favorite i i don't want to call him like a tv actor but he is one of my one of my, like when I see him, I go, oh, that's Dario, <laughs> uh, and that is Dario from Game of Thrones. My mother was a whore. I come from nothing, and before long, I will return to nothing. Let me kill this man for you. Very well. You sure you don't want a horse? I would want a horse. Horses are faster than men. Horses are dumber than men. Mikael Hoosman. Uh, Jay, you would also recognize him from a movie that you and I love, The Invitation, uh, where he plays the boyfriend of the, oh, of, yeah. the uh, of the mother of Logan Marshall Green's children and everything like that. So it, he's 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 a lot of fun in this as well. Uh, he's appearing as like basically like a ghost inside her head. So much of the show takes place inside of her head. And it is... Mm. It, it, it's she has an interesting headspace to be in and it's 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 a lot of fun but it's also really sad as well so her acting's pretty stellar huh i don't i don't want to say it's stellar okay okay but it's far above serviceable gotcha. she's good gotcha. like you will fall in love with her throughout yeah this. because and rosie I, perez I is not... great too in it so. oh good good Okay, that's good because Rosie Perez I did not like in Birds of Prey. Okay, well, no, you'll like Rosie Perez here. It's she's she she's a fun character. Like you could, and I don't want to say this like demeaningly, but like you could see your mother in her. Like like I could see like middle aged housewife trying to have some excitement with her life gets caught up into something you know far far more. Sure. Than she can possibly handle as a middle-aged housewife. Rosie Perez does a fantastic job in it. Like this, this show is great. If you don't know the premise of it, I can give you like the, the, just a brief premise of it. Basically, a promiscuous flight attendant drinks a lot, sleeps with a rich man from first class, wakes up next to his dead body, and spends the entire rest of the season on the run trying to locate his killer and clear her own name, all while doing it with her and her lawyer best friend <laughs> it's, 
it's that does sound very anxiety driven right, but yeah. and it's and it's very much like a hitchcockian like level of comedy like uh, if you've ever seen north by northwest it's it's an interesting blend of of drama mystery intrigue and comedy mm-hmm. and that's a very much what the flight attendant is like they they definitely tapped into some hitchcock level shit good here. for them so good for them i i highly recommend it i think it should be you know uh, a show that you should check out if that's the type of stuff you're into and i i think it's it's definitely worth some time very cool all right so that's gonna do it for me and jay for what are you watching this is how me we are wrapping up 2020 that's the last things we watch which interesting most of it was television shows we talked about a few movies but most of it was television and i think television had its stand out i agree year in 2020 and i think i think maybe like that deserves its own top five list it might we but might have to talk about we might that. have to talk about top, a little surprise top five next top week five television series yeah. of of 2020 mm-hmm. but before we would even discuss that jay we got to get through oh, the yeah. schlag that was <laughs> the best films of 2020 Interesting year for movies because yeah, most of the shit that we wanted to see uh, didn't come out. It will be coming out in 2021. We did wind up getting Wonder Woman at the end of 2020 on HBO Max. However, I don't think that's going to make either of our lists. Mm, <laughs> for sure. No. Uh, so I think for me, this is probably going to be the most non-blockbuster like top five like i think of my top fives like i've had star wars movies in them before i've had marvel movies in them and everything like that but you know i didn't have any of those this year so i I told my mom my top five she's like i never heard of any of those films i'm like you wouldn't because it's just not that kind of year right there's there's barely any good blockbusters or blockbusters released this past year some of these are like my top five is mostly like these gems that like i watched and then i've already talked about them on the show so it's like i championed them in in that way and i hope some people check them out and while i was reading a lot of like after i came up with my list and i was reading a lot of other people's lists i was like what the what the fuck is this movie i've never even fucking heard of it and then i look and i check and it's like oh that movie hasn't gotten a united states release yet or hasn't had a wide release yet yeah there's it a was, couple things like it was released I, no, at sundance um, or it was released here and stuff like that and there's you, some there's some films coming out in the next month or two that are like awards players that people have seen in festivals or have been early release yeah. for critics but and not i didn't for us this, but not for us yeah. so you know meet me as as much as me and jay talk about movies and stuff like that we just aren't those guys that get that stuff mainly because we're, we're really lazy not. and we haven't reached out to anybody to ask this for such true. things <laughs> And we haven't checked our email, so you know. I never. Maybe, ch- maybe, <laughs> maybe the studios are knocking on our door, and we just don't even know yet. I look. Our at the- screeners are just like waiting to be sent to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but we're just not those guys. And I've had like so many people like tell me like. But you could be those guys. You guys review movies. You have a I know. decent following. You Dave's can in get denial sc- still. You can you get screeners. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. And it's like, all you really need to do is like start doing a, a blog where you review movies and stuff like that. Put a score to them and you can be one of those critics that are on Rotten Tomatoes. You can get early releases and stuff. And they're like, do you have a website? And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, technically we have a website it's through our podcasting host. And they're like, then you can get screeners. And I'm like... That seems like so much work to reach out to somebody and start asking for those things. And then, like, let's say we get screeners, right? Let's say we get those and we get, like, these Sundance bullshits and stuff like that. What are we going to do? Talk about movies that we know that our listeners can't go and watch? And I feel like that's disingenuous to us and who we are. It works more on a... Not 
podcast platform, YouTube platform, because that's how people are going to be reaching out and searching things. Well, that got shot to get excited. The hell. This is it. like we're still only like three or four weeks into you and I sitting down together. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> I know. I'm aware. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Stay on target. Stay on target. Slowly but surely. But let's let let's get to the fucking point here, Jay, and let's get into our best movies of 2020. And let's get started with you, man. What is your number five? Number five. I'm gonna go with The Lodge. What is that? That's crazy. Everyone committed suicide except her. Repent, and you will find salvation. Did you do that? We didn't do anything. We're leaving. What are you talking about? Look outside. We're stuck here. The Lodge, man. I know this might be on your list. I'm not sure. I know you said you have some uh, horror films on your list. I do. Um, My, you know... As you guys know, I'm not a huge horror guy, but I do love stuff that feels very written in reality and psychological, and this one was executed very well to me. So this one was, I'll be honest, its wide release was January 16th, 2020, but it is uh, a 2019 film, but its okay. its wide release was 2020, so obviously it, it, it belongs here since we just talked about it two seconds ago. We... <laughs> We, we only really talk about things when they get their wide release because we don't do screeners and all that bullshit. Sure. Um, <laughs> but this is one of those horror movies where I was like, Jay, you should check this one out. I think you'd like I it. I know, and you did. And I'm very happy that you did because this was really well executed. Great cast. Uh, Riley Coe just did a fantastic job once again. Um, just nailing a performance so nuanced and layered. Well, since my baby left me, <laughs> I found a new place to dwell. It's at the end of Lonely Street. It's the Heartbreak Hotel. Because Riley Kilo is the uh, granddaughter of Elvis one Elvis Presley. McCain. Thank you. Thank you very much. I made a beautiful granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is. She's a great young actress. She really does interesting things. And, you know, Alicia Silverstone makes a small appearance cameo that was uh, very uh, startling. Um, and Jaden Martell from Stranger Things. Absolutely. Has he a de- did a fine job as well. Fine job. Fine job. And yeah. I'm sorry. Not, stranger, really not stranger Things. I'm sorry. He's from It. He's yeah. from It. Yes. Thank you. Uh, hard, it is hard to get them confused sometimes because sometimes the cast members get mixed around. But this movie but. certainly has a great ending that did not hold back whatsoever and was a lot of fun and certainly did not disappoint for me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the The ending of this film is kind of like where it all came together and I was like, fuck. This, this this movie kept you guessing, and and maybe I'll get into it a little bit later on. But Jay, before we get into it further, I guess I'm just kind of spoiling it. Yeah, the lodge is on my list. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, your number five? It's host. Have you ever done anything like this before? I've never done this over Zoom. Obviously, we're not physically together, but there's no reason why Spirit can't communicate over the internet. Nothing's going to happen. Visualize us sitting in a circle. Spirit, we invite you to use us to pass on any communication. Is there anyone there? Please come forth. What was that? 
Amy, was that you? I heard it. I heard something. I think there's something here. So this is a movie that I talked about several months ago. It is a Shutter original horror film, and it takes that concept of you know the the online fo- the Skype phone call, the Zoom phone call that they did in like Unfriended. They also did it in the movie Searching with John Cho, where he's looking for his daughter, which is another good movie, and I suggest you check it out. It's on it's it's on demand at least for me for on FX movies. So yeah. if you haven't checked out John Cho and Searching, definitely check it out. But it's one of these genre flicks that takes the genre that has existed that we all thought was like a gimmick and it's kind of like shitty and it amps it up and it does it better and it really sets the gold standard for this type of horror film. And it was done by by a horror movie director, Rob Savage. Um, it was written by Rob Savage and, and several others, uh, Gemma Hurley and Jed Shepard. And they were pretty much like, we can't make a movie because we can't get together because we're all living in in quarantine so like how do we do this like how do we make a movie and they're like let's make a horror movie where everybody's doing a a zoom phone call and it works it sounds so fucking gimmicky and shitty but it works and it's suspenseful and it's scary and the best part about it the thing that jay is gonna love most about this is that it comes in at a very brisk 57 minutes it's just under an hour it's like a normal uh, Zoom meeting. Yeah. For it's, work. <laughs> it's just under an hour, but it does so much within that hour. And it works so well. You get like you it's get seamless and you're just in it. Yeah, you're in it for that Visceral. for that hour. You're in it. Shut the lights off. Put it on. I mean, honestly, if th- this is one of those movies where it's like it's probably three ninety nine to rent it, and even though it's an hour, it's still worth it. Hmm. Shut the lights off. Sit, you know, sit in your living room, watch it, and Just get in it, and, and, and get in it because it, it it it'll there, there's jump scares, there's it, there's tension that just huh. builds. It's it's good stuff. I would love to see you watch. Now I have Shutter, so that's how I watched it because I I do pay the I think it's four ninety nine a month to Amazon Prime so that I could have Shutter as as a channel. But I mean, there's other ways to watch it for sure, and I suggest that you do because. I enjoyed this like a lot so much so that it's like on my top five. And I love the fact that it, it doesn't feel like it needs to be some bloated two hour long tale where it's just like, here's the concept. Here's the thing that's scaring the shit out of them. You get scared right along with them. And then we fucking cut out and you're just like, fuck, that was scary. Mm. (laughs) It's like, it's so simplistic and it works so fucking well. Wow. Yeah. I, you sold me on that. I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. I'll probably get to it at some point, uh, especially it's a great perk. 56 minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 57 Ooh. minutes. Short as shit. Awesome. Love it. All right, Jay, what is your number four? My number four, Sound of Metal. Your hearing is deteriorating rapidly. We'll come back. Till then, Lou, we just keep going, okay? No. Lou, no. let's play tomorrow and see what it's like, okay? I'm going to be like a click track. You can play to me. Do you understand me? I can't. I'm deaf. So this one is uh, Riz Ahmed by yeah, first time director Darius Martyr. He wrote this as well, um, as well as the Place Beyond the Pines that we both love quite a bit. So this is based from the story from Derek C. in France. So Derek C. in France directed and wrote. I wouldn't say I love Place Beyond the Pines, but well, we liked it. I, I like I, it. I, I, I like it quite a bit, um, and I do. You know, 
really appreciate this film on so many ways because of its story and its message and it's, it's based upon this uh heavy rock duo boyfriend girlfriend former drug addicts on the road i want to rock rock dun, 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 i want to rock yep. this drummer riz ahmed and the singer olivia cook and yep. riz ahmed suddenly starts losing his hearing and it well, gets to sucks. the point where he almost goes, particularly, I mean, 20% hearing is essentially completely deaf. You're not hearing yeah. anything. And that's I mean, kind of what I have in my left ear. Everything sounds like it's underwater, essentially. Yeah, you're, you're not picking up anything. And so it really does a great job with the sound mixing and as far as making it as realistic as possible, as far as how difficult it is to communicate within the life yeah. from living your whole life hearing and also living through sound, through music, you know, and having that such an essential pivotal role within his life. So it's a great character study as far as the change in, in life with that aspect, but also just dealing with the, the, the demons of his past with the drug addiction. And then finally going into a facility, trying to get, acceptance within this and he meets paul racy who is a actual deaf actor and you know he does a phenomenal job um in this movie he not hopefully actual, gets not an actual wheelchair person yeah. <laughs> yes thank you wheelchair person you said that and i never said do you remember i'm sure i did I'm, you did I, I believe it you called, <laughs> you called someone a wheelchair person <laughs> It sounds like me. Half man, half wheelchair. Like two He's a wheelchair yeah. person. <laughs> He's a wheelchair person. Sorry. So this movie uh, really does take some twists and turns that I would say kind of predictable, but it does go to a satisfying place where you get a great resolution where you realize that, you know, this is not a handicap. You're not, this is not something you need to fix. You know, you are, these are people, it's a lifestyle. You can have a fulfilling life, even though you are deaf. And, you know, he really does make peace with himself and it's a great story. And I, I really enjoyed it and it was beautiful. So yeah, I haven't watched it yet because I don't know. I, I don't know why I, it just like, I watched the trail where it doesn't really grab me and I have not been in like this, you know, let's get emotional type place like this year. I feel like you know, I've been dealing with so much of my own shit. I really don't want to take on the emotional weight of, <laughs> of another character. Yeah, like I told you, I've been kind of going back and forth yeah. between heavy and light, heavy and yeah. light. Yeah. I don't want to take on the emotional weight of someone else's shit in a movie. But there is another movie that's going to be coming to Amazon Prime in 2021 where it's about a kid who's, who's or at least a young man who's going deaf. And he's going cross country to essentially record his favorite sounds, uh, and then he's going to create them into a playlist because he thinks that the next best thing to hearing those sounds is watching other people listen to them. Uh, it, it, it does it does look like that kind of like fun, lighthearted, like you know, teen drama that you and I you know, tend to gravitate to and really enjoy at times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I'll probably check that one out even before I check out Sound of Metal. <laughs> Because it, I could, you could tell me it's great as much as as much as you want, but like I know it's that movie yeah. where I have to be in that. It's mental, a little heavy. Yeah, I have to be in that yeah. mental space to want to watch it. So. I understand. All right, Jay, my number four uh, is a film we just talked about last week. Animated. It's called Soul. Is this heaven? No, it's the great before. This is where new souls get their personalities, quirks, and interests before they go to Earth. Two Pixar films came out this year, Onward and Soul. While 
I really enjoyed Onward. I think Soul is the one that had that like emotional resonance with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about it too much because we just talked about it last week, but like it made me feel something, and it made me feel something pretty profound for where I am in my life and stuff like that. I agree like with that. that. I agree with that. And it made me kind of like make decisions to be like, let's you know, let's do something. Let's reach for something. Let's let's feel accomplished. Let's you know, and and, and for a movie to do that, it's pretty powerful. You know what it's I mean? Very powerful. I understand that, like maybe maybe it's not the best animated film. Maybe it's not the best Pixar animated film. Maybe it's not even the best animated film, you know, of the past uh, of the past year or two and stuff. But I really enjoyed it. But it has moments of brilliance. Oh my god, it really does. And, like, and I agree with that. Like, while it didn't like bring me to tears or anything, it still made me take a look at myself in the end and just say like, all right, you know, what's next for me? Yeah, and and there's there's not a lot of films that can that can do that animated or not so sure i really enjoyed it i know there's some people out there that don't like animated films but you know as far as and like, i'm one of them and, and to be honest this was a strong con- contender for my honorable mentions yeah it, it, and yep. it's not on my top quote unquote 10 top 10 but right um you know I, there was a lot from it that i really took away as just sheer fantastic that brilliance that i like i said i was probably gonna i would go back and watch parts of this movie even though as a whole i didn't like it and i think you know some of it didn't work but some of the stuff was super strong for sure all right jay what's your number three number three is baby teeth i have no idea what you're feeling i can't feel anything because i can't breathe because you take up all the air this is another one you did a uh indie corner for i believe i did yes so this i'm not gonna go into it too too deep but this is an australian film um, you know, fantastic. You know, we got a great cast in here with, you know, our our boy Ben Mendelsohn and um and you know this girl Eliza Scanlon, she falls in love with this actor, new guy Toby Wallace. She's a terminally ill teenager. She has a very short life expectancy. Her 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 psychiatrist father, her stay at home mother very protective over her but at the same time understand the fact that like she is her own woman she's a teenager she needs to live her own life try to embrace it as much as possible because she's gonna go anytime and she gets mixed up with this troublesome guy in in town and they start to unwillingly allow him into the household as being part of this relationship even though it's a confusing one it's a it's a troublesome one and it's just a very well written and raw d- film Jesus, that just, just delivers this just sounds so in such an emotional heavy. way it's so heavy especially towards the end um that pays off in such an emotional satisfying climactic ending ah it really gets me and i really was blown away by this film. It's a very small, unsung hero film, and definitely go check it out if you're an indie lover. Is this one of those ones that you saw in the theaters? No, 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 no. This okay. is definitely... Um, um, I think it's on Hulu, actually. Okay. I believe it's on Hulu. It's 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 out there in the streaming world somewhere. I think it's Hulu. All right, fair enough. It's it's definitely like one of those ones. Like I said, like it's, too, it's probably too heavy for me. Yes, in it's my, on Hulu. In, in my in my mind space right now. So, um, but you know, this Sound of Metal. They're they're like they're like on that list. I'll get to them. I said that last year about the Irishman. Still haven't still haven't got to it. <laughs> it's just not my bag, baby. But not worth it. Uh, my number three J is a film that I showed you a little bit of. I'm not sure if you've gotten to seen it yet, but it is a horror film that came to Netflix in October. It's His House. 
Congratulations. You're being released as asylum seekers, not as citizens, not yet. You will be sent to a home of our choosing. You must not move from this address. We are good people. This is the story of two survivors of a genocide of 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 they, they're refugees. They come to they come to England to restart their life, and they bring the troubles of their past with them, along with possibly a vengeful spirit. And I like I I loved some of the cinematography in this movie. I loved the writing. I loved yeah. I, I I loved the suspense and the scares that they gave us. It was truly frightening, uh, and especially when you get into that human aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I I can't sing the praises of this movie enough. If you haven't checked out his house yet, and you're a horror fan, I you know I don't know what what you're waiting for because this is absolutely one of the probably scariest films i mean jay walked in on me when i was at the tail end of this film and i, I literally told him like you got to shut up because i gotta finish this like i gotta i gotta sit through yeah, this dave was in it i was in it i was in it and, and, I, and i'll tell you i i from the little bit that i saw and i try not to get into it too much um in case i saw this and and it's 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 powerful stuff it is it is yeah. and it's it's and it has so much to say about about you know society but it also has so much so much to do with the horror realm and it does it right and there's not a lot of films and again another first time like filmmaker did this so it's like fuck man i i you know i always hope for i always hope for more from from a filmmaker like that all right jay what is your number two my number two another round so this one is um fair warning subtitled and it's um swedish spoken right? swedish yeah a little bit danish in there but it's it's uh stars mads mickelson and you know, he teamed up with. Um, I don't know if you saw the Hunt. I'm going to eventually get to watching the Hunt. I know he was. Uh, it was a popular film, also written and directed by Thomas Vintberg, who did this film as well. Wait, uh, the the Hunt, as in the one this year? I where... think he's accused of like molesting a child, a student of his. Oh, that's but it's it. supposed to be a well done movie. So, I don't know. So it's different than the Hunt that I watched, where a bunch oh, okay. of people are kidnapped by rich people and <laughs> yes, put on a different. farm to be hunted very down. Very different. Very different. That was a fun. That was a fun romp, though. Yeah. So this follows, you know, four four friends, all high school teachers, and they they want to test a theory. This is our dream: living a perfect, living a perfect blood alcohol content perfect, level. Yes, blood alcohol content volume uh, throughout the whole day, you know, and then it extends to like a week, and it it starts to, you know, obviously it dives into each character, each person, and what their life is like, and how this starts to affect it for better or worse, and it really does a beautiful job 
of beautiful. I love the way you say it. Being beautiful, job. dramatic, but also fun and funny and realistic within the 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 effects of alcohol. So you know, and can how I that ask, does. Are they teaching while? somewhat inebriated i know i know it's like, yeah of course that, that does happen sometimes fucking a <laughs> because it, this, <laughs> st- this, a. this starts off as like i said like a, like a day and then sometimes it, then it they was try to keep on trying to push it and push it and that's exactly how what would happen you know when you do start to push these things then right. you like it like you how like dr- the feelings you how like the drunk can i be and still function like well but like it's but like they said like you know it's not drunk drunk you know you're you're at a like a, you're at that perfect drunk right. state I, like I mean, that second beer state where you feel like a million bucks believe me i get it you're i play, very lucid you're extra chatty you're much more confident i play video games i mean there's a reason we do a a, a riff that we that we post on patreon before we do these episodes it's because you and i get to drink we get to like we get to get lubricated we get to be a little loose we get to that. yeah so but so, like you know when we first started and i was drinking like a six pack and like you know four <laughs> shots of bourbon deep. I was getting sloppy by the end. Yeah, you were getting sloppy by the end, but you found your balance. I found my balance. But like when I play video games, like I'm the same way. Like I have this where I'll start playing and I'm not drunk and I'm shit mm. at video games. But like I'll get the right level of drunk where like I get into a zone and I get into a place and like I'm I'm fucking great. Yeah, yeah. But there is definitely like a limit to like I drink one more beer and then all of a sudden I'm right back to being shit. So it's like, I get it. Like I get I, I get what they're going for in this and I constantly it, trace chase that dragon. It's, especially on the weekends when it's like you I have think, your I think a lot of people do. They your really afternoon beer, right? Like it's hard. You you drink like your one afternoon beer and then you go and grab another one, you grab another one, and then before you know it, you're you're drunk and it's four o'clock in the afternoon and you're passed out by six PM and you wake up and it's like eight or nine and you're just like ugh <laughs> Like, right. Fuck now what? Yeah, I guess right. I have to keep on drinking. <laughs> you either keep on drinking or you just don't, and then you kind of have like this fucking weird like sleepless uh, yeah, night. Yeah. Or you you keep this perfect level. And I think like that's what bonfires. Like when we have bonfires here, like that's what trains you to do. Like you you, you well, sit around, you have a conversation, you sip your beer and stuff, but you stay a perfect level. It's like I no one ever like I always say like I, I when I when I'm drinking, I need to have like a somewhat of a plan before I get into drinking. You as do? far as like how long I'm trying to go on for. That's what adult te- that's what adult drinking teaches you. It's like I it does. To, I need to have a plan. It does. It teaches you right. like I need to know my 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 start and end time. I'm either Ubering out of this place or I'm getting picked up <laughs> or I'm drinking so little, so infrequently that I'm that I have a low enough blood alcohol level that when I drive out of here, I'm not getting pulled over and getting a fucking DUI. I'm a responsible fucking adult. Yeah, yeah. When I drink, yeah. But it sounds like this movie like flirts with that line where it's like it does flirt the line. Okay. And 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 I'll tell you what, guys, this has one of the best endings, and it's fitting. It's 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 outlandish in a lot of ways, but it's very fitting within the story, and it's a lot of fun. Here's why I haven't watched this movie, and I really really want to. I told you you should watch this. I know. And I know some people aren't going to be into the subtitles. But I don't care about subtitles. I, I know, you know you're, you're okay with it. I know. My, me and my, it, so I watched Parasite, you know, mm-hmm. which is our number one film last year. I watched it as soon as I was able to 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 get a copy of it and check it out. I did, but Lauren didn't watch it for about three months after that. 
The reason for that is like Lauren, like if she watches a subtitled film and it's too late at night, she's she's gonna fall asleep. Sure. And then she's gonna bitch that like it she didn't get to finish it. She's gonna sure. want to watch the next day and stuff like that. And I'm not the type of person that wants to rewatch anything. I want to move on to the next thing and stuff like that. So like for this movie, I really want to watch it and it's and it's available. She's not gonna like this. It's available it's and not, stuff it's like not, that. I, it's not like a right, parasite but, thing. But we are now in this place where like you're in our COVID bubble and stuff like that. But like we we basically stay inside all the time. And what I watch, she watches. <laughs> she doesn't want to watch this. It's not getting watched. <laughs> mm. So like I've brought up watching this with her a few times. And she's like, is it subtitled? And I'm like, yep. And she's like, ah, I can't do it tonight. I'm going to pass out. Yeah. So probably going to have to wait until like one of those sleepless nights where like the baby's like, ah, ah, ah. And it's like we're both up. And it's like, you want to watch You want to watch another round? Yeah, let's watch it. <laughs> finally you want to get drunk and take care of the baby no is that is that a terrible idea is that, is that bad like she can drink now so she's probably gonna want to get into yeah, it but she's gonna have to pump it she's gonna have to pump and dump if she drinks now oh uh, yeah gotcha, gotcha otherwise we're gonna have like that neighbor's moment where i gotta milk my wife and that's just not Ooh. yeah exactly Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> we've gone Ooh, okay we got way too deep way here. too deep <laughs> all right jay my number two uh, it's a film you already talked about it's the lodge i love the atmosphere wow, number two so I love the atmosphere of this movie. This movie, I know it's so good. This movie, this movie builds so atmosphere so well, and the atmosphere lends to the horror so well. And you know, I, I I love the fact that this movie kept me guessing about whether whether what's happening is really happening, whether they're in I know a, a, a state of it pulled of, me along of death and purgatory. Like I was developing theories about this movie twenty minutes into it and stuff like that that were completely dashed wrong. to hell. Yeah, and then and then came back and i was like no i was fucking right i was right the whole time and then it it, it just takes it away from you again it, it dances with <laughs> it like it's so it's fun so to watch i know in that way if you're the type of person that watches i can't wait to rewatch way. it because i i said i wanted to rewatch it i was so hyped on it but it's also filled with haven't. so much like despair it's like because th- it's tough it's a tough the, the at- tough the ending atmosphere you know? like Ooh. like i've been saying i'm not in the headspace to watch so i'm not in the headspace to watch this Again, right. probably for a little while. But it's one of those movies like every year or two, if you're in that right kind of setting. Like, I remember watching it, on, it and just being like works. like I I saw I saw Riley Keo's boobs and I didn't even care. I like I was just so depressed. <laughs> I was so depressed. Yeah. I was so depressed. Yeah, your your dick's gonna stay asleep. No. It's it's not gonna move. No. I was so depressed throughout <laughs> this movie. But like again, like I talked about Soul, where like this this made me feel something. Like this made me feel something. It was despair and it was lack of hope. Sure. And it, but it's powerful. But it was and it's it, effective and it's affecting. It was good shit. Mm-hmm. It's good shit. So now it is streaming on Hulu, so everybody can check it out. And I really think this is one of those ones that it's like if you're a horror movie fan, and if you don't mind being a little bit blue, <laughs> it's worth your time. Jay, you got any uh, honorable mentions before we get to our number ones? I do. Okay, so my first. One, do we just rattle them off, or are we going to go back and forth? No, rattle them off. Rattle them off. Okay. Uh, the Trial of the Chicago 7. Also, on my honorable mentions, I don't think I could have an Aaron Sorkin script come out in a year where it doesn't make my top my, my, my top movies list at I some agree. point. He, he's, he's still just as strong as ever, right. and this is his best feature film. It doesn't quite have like the, the directorial style of David Fincher behind it, like you know, s- something like The Social Network had behind it. Sure. 
but it does do storytelling really well. Yeah. It does it does conversational dialogue extremely well. Oh, yeah. Courtroom drama really well. And I love the characters that they build. I know that these characters are essentially souped up versions of what of what they really were based on, you know, because you have to for a movie and stuff like that. But it's one of those movies where like I like Sasha Baron Cohen in and I don't like Sasha Baron Cohen in a lot. So that's that says something. And it made me like Eddie Redmayne as an actor where previously I, I was like, you're just a quiet boy. I you know. either cries in something or you are. I agree. I was a, never a big a, fan of him or a subpar Harry Potter movie. But like in this, I was like, fuck, I liked you, kid. You're older than me, but I liked you. Like <laughs> you were good in this shit. Yeah, I he, like he's this. Definitely movie. came to his own, and I and and what's great is I think you know Sorkin did a he proved I think he did Molly's Game before as his debut uh, directing feature, and this one really improved upon that, and I really sure. did a great job with it. And it's so timely, my God, it's timely, and um and we got a shout out to our boy, the judge. Oh, oh yeah, God, he was so bad, so bad, but so good. <laughs> Yeah, Langella. Yeah, Frank Langella. Frank Langella did such a fantastic job with this uh, role. I'm saying, I can't believe the, it was all true. I'm it, saying, guy when the president does it, it's not illegal. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> Frost Nixon, baby. Oh, baby, but, so effective. Yeah, Frank Langella is good, and he's really good as this, uh, as this tone deaf racist judge oh. who's oh my god my god this movie will make you feel anger in 2020 oh, watching the so story that happened in absolutely. the 1960s absolutely but like i watched i got angry at some i was like you you, you can't do that i it, it, it right exactly for frank, just, for frank langell was literally like i'm the judge of this court and i just did do that <laughs> it was so unbelievable and I, and I was texting you through this movie i'm like i, I just had to like release my anger i'm like what the fuck oh my god i can't believe this is true how oh, this happened oh my god how this- i was i was cooking dinner and oh, i told geez, lauren i was like oh nuts. jay's watching uh the uh chicago 7 movie and she's just like really and i was like he's he's really pissed off at the judge and she's like right <laughs> how could he not be <laughs> oh my god and then um i'm just gonna keep on going on uh miss rainey's black bottom i already just previously talked about in the episode black bad education this fucking yeah. hbo movie hugh jackman um on a lot of top 10 lists oh, for this year. it's such a great movie and it holds up because you know this movie just kind of flew under the radar and and it's one of the best acting performances i think by hugh and i liked time. it i thought it was a little slow but i like i it was liked a little it. slow but i thought I you know, it. because it is you know a true story that definitely holds up for me quite a bit and worked for me a lot. It's definitely worth a watch. Please go seek it out. And then also the outpost, the outpost. I think yeah. you caught up with this as well. This is one of the most affecting also uh, military honor- films. Also a true story. Definitely also honorable mentions. Worth the watch. Please go seek that out. Yeah, uh, I I know that that is uh, now available. I don't know if it's available for streaming, but it's no longer the 1999 rental it was yeah. when you and I saw it. Yeah, it is now the 399 type rental yeah, that you can you pick s- up. I, it might be on streaming soon. It might be soon but it's it's good it's the first thing that i saw yes. like scott eastwood in where i'm like oh he's good like he's he's like you know i you see a lot of clinton in this performance in this, in this movie you for do. sure it's good uh, but he does a fantastic job in it. and then finally uh promising young girl this is getting a lot of hype right now all over it's coming out i mean it's in theaters i saw it in theaters i don't know if you gotten a chance to talk about this on the show yet. i have not yeah and i i'm not sure if i want to right now this is the movie that i talked about in the earlier episode uh earlier in the episode that this has a ending 
I did not go with. Ah, okay. And I and hung up on it. I can't let it go. And this one is brilliant performed by Carrie Mulligan. Really great job. Son Bo Berman bitch, does a fantastic job. I can't quit you. <laughs> Why it's can't I quit it's, you? It, I, I, you know, it's got a great message. I, I like what she's doing with this. And it's so fresh and interesting and exciting. And um, you never know what's going to happen. And then this ending... I understand where they were going with it. I understand why they chose to go that route. I just didn't buy it. I don't know if it's the actors or the that they chose to cast in it or the performances or the delivery. I don't know, but it just didn't work for me. And that's what derailed the film for me. So right, fair I know some people are just saying this is one of the best films of the year and I, I just can't I can't do it. Yeah. All right, fair enough. I, I But my, worth the watch for sure. My honorable mention is a little bit long, but keep it in theme. Most of it is like streaming stuff. Uh the Five Bloods Spike Lee movie, which was on Netflix. Not sure, sure if you gotten a chance to I check it out. I still have not. It it's yeah. it's really good. Another Chadwick Boseman performance. Yep. Very small role yep. in this, but very powerful. Um I I fucking loved this movie. Um another one that I have on here, The Outpost, which you mentioned, the trial of the Chicago Seven, which you mentioned, The Invisible Man. Uh, kind of bearing the lead this is not mm-hmm. number one i know it's a lot of, it's number one on a lot of lists and stuff like that i was not as impressed with the invisible man i really really enjoyed it and i thought it was one of the best to come out of Bloomhouse, and i thought it was absolutely one of the best horror movies of the year i just I, I don't know i think maybe this is one of those ones where like the hype got to me where like everyone's like it's so good and i went and watched it and i was like it's all right you know i i don't think it made me feel the same way like horror movies like his house and the lodge made me feel but it's still fucking fantastic uh freaky which is one i talked about a couple weeks ago with with Vince Vaughn playing a 16-year-old oh, yeah, yeah, girl. Of course. Fucking I love still it. am looking forward to seeing that. So much fucking fun. Hashtag Alive, another Korean zombie film. Uh, this one more of a comedy, more of like a Generation X, Generation Y type mm-hmm. zombie sure. film. A lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Color Out of Space. This is one of those trippy sci-fi horror movies, very much like Annihilation. But also, yeah, I don't remember this one. This yeah. is one I talked about, but it stars Nicolas Cage. A meteor crashes. It's based on it. it it's based on a a novella. Um, a, a basically a meteorite crashes. It starts changing this farm, um, and the it, it infects the ground and it infects the rocks and infects the water, the animals and the people. And it, um, it's kind of like the thing meets annihilation in a way, but it's, it's extremely visually stunning. And also like a, a, it's slowly coming back to me. Did you watch? This is like springtime. This is like summer. Yeah. Yeah, This is a while ago. Another horror movie that I really liked. And then rounding things off, uh, just ending it up here. Birds of prey. I liked it. You know what? I watched uh, it. I did too. I liked it too. It's another close one on my honorable mentions. Watched it two or three times now, and oh, I wow. know okay. comic book fans are like, that's not Black Mask. And it's like, yeah, but that's Ewan McGregor as Black Mask, and he's fucking He's, fan- good. he's fucking fantastic. I fucking love it. We I love you. I we love love, love his version of the character. He does ham it up well, and I, I think it's fun, and it's, it's effective. It's, it's, it's Especially in this world, in this film, because they're film, making a particular exactly. film. You know, they, they they're hamming this up in a lot of different kind of ways. Right. 
I don't think the Roman Sionis like if they're you're not trying to go too literal. Right. If him. you want like that version of Roman Sionis, like the black mask that you go play Gotham Origins. Like go play like a video game. Yeah, or, you can't match that. Or 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 or, or go watch yeah. or or go watch uh Under the Red Hood, the Batman animated film, if you want that yeah. version of Roman Sionis. If you want like a really fun version of Roman Sionis played by Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Watch this one. I love this. Yeah, right. yeah. And then finally, I'm rounding it off with Love and Monsters, which oh, yes. was, yes. a like I said, it, it was like this return to form of like this almost like 80s level type movie where it, it, it's the kids just got to get to point A to point B and he, he, he fights monsters and he meets people along the way and it's just it's just refreshing it's it's fun uh, and I I really enjoyed the movie and just took a concept and, 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 and it took and it took a character and it was just like now put him in an unusual situation in an unusual world and give him things to relate to and you love it. And if you haven't seen Love and Monsters because it's been on rent for like 1999 for the past several months, you know, it, it is now, I believe, 699 for rental. So it, it, definitely check it out. Love and Monsters was great fun. Very cool. All right, Jay, you're number one, man. What do you got? My number one, 2020, Palm Springs. My number one of 2020 <laughs> is Palm Springs as well. It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. The second you fall asleep, it all just goes back to the start. Well, then what's the point of living? We kind of have no choice but to live. No, I'm going to get out of this. See you tomorrow. I can't keep waking up in here. At least you have each other. Everything that we are doing is meaningless. Good day so far? Today, tomorrow, it's all the same. Gotta make way for the home of you want to talk about Two movies years in a row, baby? I know. Last year we were both Parasite. But like for this one, this is one of those movies where it's like I talked about two movies that made me feel something. Oh, I know. But it also had a fantastic script. And both of the characters were absolutely adorable. You fucking fall in love with them. Without uh, a doubt. It's an absolutely interesting concept. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just... A, well, also a refresh, too, in a lot of ways, right. too, like Groundhog Day. But it's a lot of fun. But a spin on it. Right. But it's it's a lot of fun, and you love the characters as well. Yeah. Like, it's it's a fun story. And it's, it's not predictable fun at all. Fun, fun, like, fun concept. And, and on top of that, you fall in love with the characters and the story that you're being told. And it's like, it's this perfect marriage of everything you want from a movie movie you know it's yeah and like i said uh my initial review this is probably one of the most fun i've had watching a film in probably a year or two and i wasn't joking because this one this completely just shocked me i was not expecting this kind of level of freshness you know originality for something that tropes that we kind of already were sort of familiar with or we thought we were going to get into right and it just kept surprising you and, and 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 really just original fresh dialogue and great performances and how and brilliant is that scene with andy samberg and jk, JK simmons. simmons at the very end there Whew. you almost said jk rowan i know i know, I know I <laughs> jk simmons uh, that it's such a brilliant scene the trash can scene right oh, you know gosh oh, it was just so it. so good and the ending was very satisfying it's it's so rewatchable and i think it is going to hold up and right, because you know, it injects that level of of fun into it, it that makes it rewatchable on top of tackling some pretty serious subject matter you know um it, it i think we've all existen- th- you know ex- existential existential growth. Like, you know, yeah and uh 
and existential existential and, and and growth yeah yeah absolutely and then but also just you know fun and just debauchery and just what would you do if you were in this situation you same, know same fucking thing like it's, like while watching the, it, the, I, the yo-yo thing. of emotions within these kind of characters is basic human response and how long would you do this and right. how long would it take for you to change your Say, way fuck it. or change your perception or change your outcome of of existence or life and it really does touch on a lot of different things and it's not as shallow as you may think on paper it does go to layers and levels that you would not expect and i was really happy about and that's that. what great movies do they take does. they take something that like concept and they extrapolate on it and they build on it and they give you something that is far bigger than what you could have ever possibly expected from it like when i watched this trailer i was like huh Groundhog Day with Andy Samberg. I like Andy Samberg. Yeah. I'll check it out. And then like I checked it out and I was like, oh, this is so much more. Oh, way it's more. It's saying so much more. It's doing so much more. And I was just so happy for him too because, yeah. you know, he's got shat on, you know, in a lot of ways with, with, with Hollywood. You know, a lot of things. I don't think. I think, I think gets Reno, a lot of shots, but nothing quite Reno. overly delivers, you I know, think, with success. I think, you know, the the Brooklyn. I, yeah, that, that's su- relatively full, successful on the very, show, and, and I never watched it. Successful I know. enough that it was canceled by one network and picked up by another one. That's that's true. That's success when they're like, we got faith in this. It's got a good following. And we're doing it. I, uh, I, I, I like the show. I've only watched the first four seasons, but like, I like the show quite a bit and i think andy sandberg it's it's very hard for someone from snl to leave snl and go on to have a yeah. successful career and i still love you know emmy award winning dick in the box yeah <laughs> emmy award winning dick in the box. <laughs> and of course uh pop star never stop popping that that is a never stop never, never stop stopping. never stop yeah that is a underrated great no one's watched comedy it. no one's watched it i'm telling you but guys it's worth your it time. is by far worth your time so fucking funny <laughs> do yourself a favor check that out uh but i can't you know i can't believe it you and i almost never agree on movies in such a way but i think palm springs is like that perfect marriage where it has that indie sent it has that indie sentimentality it does and it also has like that high concept aspect of it that i enjoy uh-huh, it's uh-huh. it's both of our things it's that we marriage. like put yeah. together and and it, it works out really, really it well. Does. So yeah. that's going to do it for me and Jay's best of 2020 list. Not what you expected. Did we miss anything that we didn't talk about? Well, please reach out to us on the social medias um, on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. I'm on Twitter at J underscore SMB on Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast, and on Instagram, Super Movie Bros. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode and you have been enjoying other episodes, the Super Movie Bros. And what the fuck's your problem? Let's give us a uh, better 2021. Jump on to the Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. You can give us five stars, four stars. I mean, don't be a dick. Don't give us one star. But write us a review. We'll read it out on the show. And of course, if you're really enjoying the show, then please consider joining our Patreon uh, for just $1 a month. You can get all the additional Patreon content that me and Jay put up over there. Our riffs that we do before we record that those little conversations that we have which always wind up going a little bit further than we're actually willing to go on the actual microphone for it's crazy for the regular show but uh we also do some exclusive top fives and stuff over there so head over to patreon.com slash super movie bros podcast and of course we are part of a network we are part of the age of radio 
podcasting network. So head over to ageofradio.org there. You can check out Super Movie Bros. You can go on our page. You can check out every single episode of Super Movie Bros that's available. Or you can check out all the other great shows that are part of the Age of Radio podcast network. I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>